Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. From the corner, Barry. Rick Barry has not missed a free throw against Washington. Now it is Barry. Back to Clifford Ray. Goes to Rick Barry. Golden State getting that ball moving. Intended for Barry. Barry, look at that pass. Rick Barry, look at that shot, would you? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Barry wants to make a move. There's a Barry. He's got his shot. Mic'd up. Yes, that's right. Mic'd up. We're mic'd up and ready to roll. Rick Barry here with my cohort, Cyrus Thatcher, the surf man himself. Um, been having a lot of fun doing this for a few years and just talking about, well, not just basketball and the Warriors, but we do a lot of that, obviously. Uh, but we talk about a lot of things that are going on in the world of sports. Uh, hey, if all these other knuckleheads that are out there with their opinions, I sure as hell can have mine. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, sir. <laughs> and that's <laughs> um <laughs> so Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football and basketball betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup information, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like major league baseball mma tennis boxing hockey golf they have it all head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit make sure to use the promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your rewards bet online it's where the game starts. Well, anyway, the Warriors are starting off the season in a pretty crappy way right now. Um, it wasn't for the fact that they can score points. They have a worse record than uh, than they do right now at 3-4. It's, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not good. Uh, I mean, they're what? Like one of the worst teams in the league is points allowed? I mean, come on. Where's the hell is the commitment to defense? I mean, and you're going on the road. They got two more games on the road. I mean, they're, they're three more, three more. That's right. Three. They have three more games. Three and four days. Yes. Yeah. Three and four days. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's going to be a real test for them to see what the heck they're going to be able to do. But first and foremost, they need to go back and make a commitment to defense. That was the thing last year, early in the season, if you remember. Hey, they were in there. They were playing tough defense and very competitive, and it helped give them a chance to get up to a good start. So right now, they have a tough road trip they're on. They're not playing good defense, and you're not going to win a bunch of games on the road when you give up 128 points. You know, I mean, it's, that's that's the reality of it. So I'm just I'm trying to figure out I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the psyche of some of the players who aren't getting very much time to play, who thought they were going to be an important part of the team because everybody talked about it. It'd be very interesting. And, you know, the two guys mainly that I'm talking about is Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and also <clears throat> Kaminga, uh, who hasn't hardly gotten much of an opportunity to do stuff. And then of course, Poole was regulated to going on the bench again and coming off to do that. And, at least he, had, he shot the ball much better today, but he was not shooting the ball well at all. And Clay is in a terrible slump right now from both threes and twos. Um, and that's that's not a good thing for sure. 
So it's going to be interesting to see what happens on the rest of this uh, rest of this road trip. But if they don't play better defense, uh, they're going to have a, a very tough next three games. What do you think is the reason for this lousy? De- I mean, they're playing like shit. There's no question about that. Mike Brown leaving. I look. I from from my experience following the team, covering the team. Mike Brown was a hardworking individual who I think universally has been known as being a great coach. He's gone now, and, and you know, I. In your opinion, what kind of impact does that have? Is that any? Well, I, I, I certainly, I certainly. I mean, you take away a guy who really was, you know, the guy with defense, right? And, and focused on that, and that's what his reputation was or is. And yeah, so he leaves. I don't know who's replaced him, uh, but whoever it is, uh, he needs to reevaluate what he's telling these guys because they're sure as hell not playing really great team defense right now. Yeah, they've got to do it. They have to do a better job because that's what keeps you in the games. I mean, offense is this. It's a roller coaster right up and down. And defense can be that steady plane. That could be the the one thing that you can do every night. Get out there and put the effort forth. And when you do that, it can keep you in those games when you're on that path. OK, and, and even maybe survive. But that's what it's about. It really is. It's a first and foremost, any team in professional sports. And any sport has to have a focus and a commitment to playing the best team defense they can play. If they do that, the rest of the stuff will take care of itself. And if you're blessed with some good talent, then you're going to have a chance to compete for championships. But if you don't have the talent, you won't. But the, the defense can still keep you in and make you respectable and win some games. And wouldn't you agree, Rick, that a, a good defense oftentimes leads to good offense? Whether oh, it's of course. Oh, yeah, sure. You're, I mean, you're, you're controlling the defensive boards. That's part of it, right? You come up with steals, deflections, whatever it may be. You're getting out and passing, moving. I mean, that it, it leads, the defense leads to those up and down opportunities where I think today's players are at their best. When, when some of these guys with what they can do with the ball and stuff were coming at you at full speed, man, I used to hate it back in those days. I always prayed that Doc wasn't coming at me, you know, it's Dr. J. And, but I did say this, and I, I've said it before. I said, there's no way I would have let him dunk because I would have just grabbed them and said, hey, get your free time on the free throw line. <laughs> <Post it, John." laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't – first of all, Rick, can you tell everyone else why you look like you're, you're in Antarctica right now? You're well, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm in Colorado. <laughs> Colorado here, the winter time is coming, folks, because it's getting down into the low 30, below freezing even. They said, they said it might get down to the high 20s tonight. And so, uh, and my wife is, you know, my wife doesn't like to spend money and waste it and everything. So it's not like we have our thermostat set at 72 or anything. So I have to bundle up in the house to keep the wife happy. So, you know, you got to do what you have to do in life, folks. Yes, sir. Wife happy life. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, so that's why I'm here. But we're, we're heading out. I'm, I'm heading out to go and compete in the uh, USA Pickleball National Championships uh, this coming weekend in men's doubles and women and mixed doubles. So hopefully I'll prevail doing that. And uh, I just got a nice opportunity to do something with Selkirk, the the paddle company and all the yeah. other goodies that Selkirk has. Um, very excited about that. Uh, I, I've switched over to, to use their product and had a great, great charity event, the best pickleball event because the people could play and yeah i'm serious it was uh, danny werfel you know the, the heisman trophy winner florida player had, had he added pickleball to his tournament to raise money does a lot of really wonderful charitable things and it was awesome absolutely awesome I mean, the best women's female player in the world was there 
Anna Lee, she I mean, she was Anna Lee Waters and her mom who plays mixed doubles together. They play, I mean, doubles together. They play, but they were there as well. And, and, you know, some other really, you know, top name players from, uh, from pickleball, you know, showed up and a lot of athletes from other schools. Cause that's what happened. Danny, Florida. Right. So he got someone who played and went to Florida, but one of them, a really good pro. And he actually won the tournament doing something like that. I mean, doing the, doing that. He's a really good player, Danny, like four five five oh. But uh, a lot of good players. I got the pleasure of playing, you know, with Paris Todd, who's one of the new bright young ladies coming on the tour from the from the uh, tennis tour uh, that was that she was on to come over and play now on in pickleball on the team. And she's made a name for herself. So I got to play with her. I thought it was hysterical. I said, I'm sorry, Paris. I said, you probably should have my son, Canyon. He'd be a much better partner for you because he's better than me. I said, aside from the fact that I'm more than three times older than you. <laughs> I was by far the oldest player there. I mean, there's a lot of guys, you know, who were a lot younger athletes. One guy, I, I don't I remember, I never really got his full name, but he was on the beach volleyball tour and he retired. He had a funny thing when he said, but it's a little strange being out here with something on my feet you know, <laughs> right. and, and competing, but he was very good. He's at least a good four or five player and he's at six, nine. So this game is just going bonkers anyway so any of you out there haven't tried it folks you, you really need to try it you know seriously and, and give it a shot you know and is the reason and is the reason why rick you're you're uh older than a lot of other competitors because of the fact that it's like a six is like what's it what's the category that you play in is it 60 and above 65 well no they have they have it broken down for like the majors they have it in five year increments so it's like 50 you know it starts really low but up in my place, you go 60 to 64, 65, 69, 70, 74, 75, 79, 80, 84. And oh. that's how they break it down. Unfortunately, there's not enough people to have a really competitive round robin where you get maybe four, five, six, seven, eight teams. And so they start combining groups. And that's the thing that I have a real issue. I haven't, I don't have an issue with combining, I have an issue with the way they conduct the tournament because everything in pickleball is just like in any sport. Your skill level is the most important thing. Your age is not that most, that relevant. You can get an advantage of quickness and things that when you're younger, but your skill may not be better than someone who's a lot older than you. Right. And so what they do is when they take us and they put me like I'm a four five five zero oh, is the top one. So I, they, the last two, the one now and coming up, I saw this weekend. I'm going to wind up having to play in the mixed doubles against this uh, this guy's name is Jim Hackenberg, great player, Hall of Fame guy with his wife who's terrific. We just, I lost my partner to them in the, in the uh, world senior championship. So I mean, you can't, they're really good, but they're right. five O's. Why have we have to play against five O players? I mean, so if there are other five O's in the, in that grouping, as far as the team, they need to have them play each other and have the gold and silver and bronze medals determined amongst them. And then let them come over and start playing with us where we play with our four or five people to see who was the winner. And then we can have some fun and play against, you know, the five O people, but they don't do that. Sometimes you just go and you just draw and all of a sudden you're playing, I may be playing against Hackenberg and his partner in the freaking first round. And you know, they're five O players. So it's really crazy. I mean, people don't give a lot of thought to stuff. It's the little things that make a huge difference in uh, in how things are run. And that's the same thing in sports. I mean, talking about what's going on with the team. You know, how does the team conduct themselves? How do they? Do, what do they do for the players? How do they get out into the community? Um, there's just so much to being a part of a professional sports team that people don't uh, don't realize. And there's so many 
responsibilities that fall on the shoulders of the people who work for the organizations. My God, when you start to come to community outreach and all the other things that are involved there and then trying to go and find the players and get the players to go and show up and do all it's folks, it's, you know, I mean, not, it's not as glamorous as everybody thinks it is to be working for a professional sports team. It probably depends upon what position you have with that team. Fair, very fair. I just love the fact that you, a, a hall of fame basketball player, a top 50 all time player, are still a champion in a new sport on top of that respect sir well I, um, I, tell you, I have to have competition that's why i found long driving in golf and won world championships in that until they got rid of the old folks like i said the old farts and now i found pickleball and, and pickleball is something hopefully as long as i can stay physically capable and mentally capable to be able to be out there uh, i can you know i can keep playing because the age groups go up and up and all and so I, in fact now a lot of times i play against a lot younger people all the time and in the tournaments, though, I'm usually trying to play. I'm still usually playing against people who are younger most of the time. Anyway, Real winning but, and let, winning, I imagine, right? Well, yeah, winning, winning. Yeah, I don't like losing. I, I just <laughs> enjoyed losing. Uh, I, I can accept being beaten by somebody who's better than I am. But if I don't play well, it's a hard thing for me to swallow. I'm very hard. I hear you. The psychologist, I guess, would say you shouldn't be hard on yourself and all that. I say, bullshit, I have the right to be hard on myself. That's me. I mean, tell me. I can be hard on myself. It doesn't screw me up. In fact, sometimes it gets me to do better. So oh, there you go. Yeah. You know you best. You Thank know you. you best, sir. Don't tell me. Don't, don't get mad at yourself. Hell, yes, I'm going to get mad at myself. <laughs> Freaking idiot. Like every time, hey, my last two, my last two seasons, I only missed a total of 19 free throws. And that's 19 times I can tell you I was really PO'd. I was wow. not happy. <laughs> Rick, let me ask you this, sir. Uh, just because I'm sure a lot of Warriors fans are curious right now, the team is officially under 500. Uh, you know, you, you, the year after you won your title, uh, how difficult is it to repeat? Like, or, like, is it hard to to motivate yourself? Because I feel like we're seeing a lackadaisical effort from. No, from I don't know. That's the thing I'm a little disappointed. At. First of all, is that. Um... <sighs> It's difficult to repeat, first of all, in any sport. It's very difficult, you know, because uh, you get different players on the team. Somebody leaves, blah, blah. You got injuries. I mean, there's so many variables. So it's difficult to start out with. The thing that I talked, and we talked about this before, Cyrus, these guys have to understand every time they put their uniform on and step on the court, they are the enemy. They are the defending champions. Every team is going to get up for them in every game. And if they don't get themselves ready mentally to understand that and to be able to cope with that and deal with that, they're going to lose games and be under 500 just like they are now. Right. You're absolutely right. And look, it could be worse. They could be the Lakers. Winless. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that the least, I mean, the least, the one end, the offense is still going, but you, you got to get out there with a commitment to some defense. That's what it's going to really take. That's what they did last year. And then remember when they had trouble, it was because their defense got bad again. And then they fortunately regrouped at the right time going into the playoffs. So right. it's a long season. There's nothing to be panicking about here because this is something that it's not, wow, I wonder if they could do that. No, they can do it. It's just a matter of focus and going out and putting the effort forth and play better defense, for God's sake. That's not like, like something like, you know, you're going to be have to go and do something that need another player or something else. No, these guys can do this. So get out there and get it done. Is there any player on the roster? Have you been watching the games or are you? I watched a little pieces. I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe. That's another thing I told you. I can't believe that every retired player doesn't get free NBA TV. Yes. That's ridiculous. Agreed. That's outrageous. Stupid. 
Give Rick Barry the league pass, please. <laughs> every gonna, player, I'll, not me. This is for every player. Every Hell, player. When, I, when yeah. I went and fought and had to go to court and stuff, that wasn't just for me. That was for every player. <laughs> sure. I was. Just, I wanted to ask, like, who, in your opinion, is sticking out as maybe not uh, playing up to their potential? Well, Clay, of course. Well, you want to hear some from some uh, some uh, listeners and viewers who have questions? Sure. About let's Clay? do it. Let's go. All right. So uh, here's Tim from Danville. Hey. Rick, this is Tim from Danville, and I'm curious about Clay Thompson. Do you think, um, how long do you think Steve Kerr would let him continue to play like he's uh, uh, at this pace versus maybe substituting for him earlier or even benching him or having somebody else start? Curious to hear. I hope he plays a lot better because I love him, but he struggled. Thank you. Okay, sounds like he was at some gym or some facility. Um, well, that's what we just were talking about. I mean, Clay Thompson is—he's in slump. But if you look at Clay, he's been that type of a player. Where now he's liable to come out, and when he plays because he didn't play in his last game, he—he's liable to come out and knock down ten three pointers. I mean, right? Just—that's just been the nature of the animal. Um, and hopefully that's going to be the case that this isn't something new and different that all of a sudden he really is on the decline and he's losing it. I hope that's not going to be the case. I very much <laughs> doubt it, to be honest with you. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, Steve is aware of the fact that he's been this way. I think it's one of the reasons why he yanked him out of the game, not to play you know, with the rest. I don't think he needed rest. He wasn't playing that many minutes. I mean, I think it was a matter of just, Hey, sit down, calm down, take it easy. Let's get you back in the way that you're well, and, playing next well, game. And his, he's, I mean, I'm sure you've read about this, but just to let anyone out there know who's not familiar, uh, Clay Thompson did not play pickup basketball this offseason, which apparently is part of his normal routine. Uh, and the reason for that is it's it's just a mental hurdle. I mean, that's how he tore his Achilles, was playing pickup. And so his conditioning is not quite where it needs to be. And Kerr referenced that uh, in reality, Clay's still in preseason mode. This would have been, his last game would have been, I think it was like his fourth or fifth preseason game. Uh, given he didn't play much in the off season. So I'm guessing that has something to do with it, but he's slow. No, 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 that's not a guess. Cyrus, that's pertinent, very valid information. I mean, under that, guys, no wonder that he's doing this. Because, I mean, even when he is in shape, he has these kind of moments where he can't right. do anything and he's in a bit, he can't put it in the ocean, and the next thing you know, he can't miss. <laughs> and so hopefully that's the case. But that, I think, gives you a really good um, insight as to where clay is i mean clay yeah. is not ready to be clay okay there we go let's, I, see. let's get someone else yeah absolutely uh, here's another clay question uh this is from jason pollard how worried are you about clay thompson's start to the year is the defense going to pick it up or is it going to continue to struggle yeah well we just answered that one obviously somebody else seeing what everybody else is seeing it's pretty obvious um, yeah, you just have to look at the stats and see that. But if you just watch it all and you see him, you can just see he's not in the kind of rhythm that he's normally in. But it'll it'll come back. I'm pretty confident of that. So yeah, certainly. I so. am. I am too. He's been for the record. He's he's uh he, he's currently shooting only 28.6 percent from beyond the arc. He's averaging 12.3 points per game. But yeah, like like you like we just touched on. Yeah, it's early. And I I well, let me ask you this. What are your have you given any early uh, opinions, early uh, analysis, insights, assessment on Draymond Green. Um, I'm, I, to me, he slipped a little bit. I, you know, I brought up on Locked On Warriors last week that his uh, opponents 
who he's defending are shooting lights out against him. Uh, DeAndre Aiden went four for six from the field against him. Uh, every other player he's defending is shooting 50% or better. Uh, you know, it's early in the year. I get that. But he's like the heart and soul of that defense. And if he's not going to be playing outstanding defensively, I, I think the Warriors are in trouble. Uh, well, have you noticed anything? Is that, is that just me? He looks a little chubby. I, I don't know. Your thought. I mean, he's got the back thing. Yeah, I just... Well, just He may not be in, you know, the kind of condition that he needs to be in. I mean, because to me, I always busted my hump. I wanted to be in the condition to play. I mean, come on. I mean, especially when you're a younger guy. I see he's older, obviously. Right. I mean, you know, I hear, oh, well, it's tough. In the... What the hell? You're 20-something years old for some of these guys. <laughs> you're worried about you're worried about playing 38 minutes? Are you freaking kidding me? I, I, I get such a kick out of that. I really do. Uh, but I hear you. I don't know. I, I it's going to be fun to see what happens with uh, with with all these guys. Uh, I, Draymond, he's older. It's the early in the season. A lot of guys, you understand, you know what it's like, and you try to then now pace yourself, especially when you're older. You're not coming out and giving. You're not that you're not going to play hard when you're playing, but you're not. You know your body. You you know that it doesn't help to be in your top condition this early in the season. Your peak peak. Right. That doesn't mean because folks, let me just tell you something. Being in condition, and you think you're in condition if you're a working out guy, right? And being in condition to go out and play 40-something minutes in an NBA game or to play or go out and do boxing or something else, that's a different level of being in shape. And uh, so you don't want to go and peak too soon, but I do think you have to be in shape to start. You got to be ready to go at a very, you know, I put it out there. Now, maybe you're not going to be able to go for 40, 45 minutes, but you should still be in shape to go hard and play really well for extended periods. I mean, you're paying, yeah. hey, you're getting paid millions of dollars for God's sake. I don't think it's asking too much, is it? No, no, of course not. Absolutely not. No, you know, no, I don't think you're asking that much at all. Uh, but, you know, here, one thing that's concerning me, and I'd love to get your opinion on this is the playing time that Kerr is giving to Kaminga and to Wiseman. Jonathan Kaminga, to put it in perspective, last year, besides starting three playoff games in a world championship run, he averaged on the year nearly 17 minutes a game. This year, look, it, it, there's only been six minutes so far, or six games he's played so far, but he's playing less than 10 minutes a game now. So we're seeing a seven-minute drop-off in playing time per game. James Wiseman, his rookie year, was playing 21 minutes a game. That's down to about 15 why do you think that? I mean, how are these players going to develop if they're not getting the reps? And why do you think, like, what's the strategy there, in your opinion? I mean, because I'm, I'm perplexed by this. Here's, really the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not going to be like so many of the talking heads out there. How the, <laughs> okay. how the hell do I know what's going on in Steve Kerr's <laughs> head? Right? Okay. Right. And so who am I to second guess Steve Kerr? He knows this team. He's coached this team. He's one of the most successful coaches in the history of professional sports, especially in basketball. And so I'm going to sit here and say, what the hell are you doing, Steve? I mean, please, I'm, that's ridiculous. Steve is doing what he feels needs to be done. And the only thing you say, I say is that he, ha and I'm sure he's aware of this, that you have to be cautious of the psyche of what's going on in the head of those players and, you know, and have great communication with them to explain what it is you're doing and why you're doing it. Otherwise, you if you lose these guys, that's going to be really bad. And I don't think he wants that to happen. And I think he's intelligent enough to prevent it from happening. Gotcha. So do you have any wild guesses? Like, 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 have you ever seen a coach previously do this with young players where he's reducing the playing time in year two or three? Like, 
that just seems weird to me. I don't know. You're right. We shouldn't be saying it happens. Or... It happens. It happens a lot. And again, okay. it's the coach's prerogative to do it. So based upon the success that he's had in this track record, I'm not going to second guess Steve Kerr and say that <laughs> crazy for what he's doing. Cause I really don't know what he's doing. If right. I talked to him and had a conversation, Steve, why are you doing what you're doing? And he explains it to me. Now, maybe I might disagree with him. Possibly. But until you don't, until you know, I mean, until I know what it is, yeah. then I don't, I can't form an opinion about that. That's not fair to, to Steve. Absolutely not. And I'm not giving you an opinion on it either, except that I'm just confused by it, I guess. I, I would love to know the why of, uh, of what's going on. I, well, I would, I would too, as were the fans. I mean, yeah. and, and, but the thing is as a broadcaster, it drives me crazy when I have to listen to these guys out there telling you what it is and what he should be doing. I mean, what the <laughs> hell? I mean, you should be going to church and lighting candles and stuff, thanking God that you have the job that you have. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Um, you want to play? We had, we had three questions come in today. You want to hear the third one? Sure. This is from Mark Goulart. I hope I pronounced that right. Here's Mark. Two questions. The first being seven-game series right now at this moment, the Warriors versus the Lakers. Who do you have and why? I know you said that. The Warriors' defense has been bad, but the Lakers are 0-4. I think 0-5 now. Uh, second question is, along the same lines, you versus Draymond Green right now, 1v1, seven-game series. Who takes it? Okay. Well, uh, first, yeah, I, I, it's it's interesting. I don't, I don't know whether I... So what, what question should I take first? The first one or the second one? I don't know. First one. Let's start with the first one. Let's save the best for last. Because the Draymond, huh? You versus Draymond Green sounds fascinating. So, <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I, got to, I think the Warriors would because the Warriors, is bad. the Warriors are not playing as bad as the Lakers are. The Warriors at least have guys who can shoot the three-point shot. I mean, I, you know, hell, the, I don't even know if the Lakers have anybody that really is a great three-point shooter. Uh, and they're in trouble. I mean, they've, they've got a lot to work out and why they would go into the season, as I, we've spoke about so often, Cyrus. How does any team have a player on his roster who's a wing player who can't even shoot 30 plus percent from the freaking three point line. You are a liability to your team, unless you are the greatest shot blocker and the greatest rebounder. And I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, in today's game, why do you have anybody in your team that's a wing player that can't shoot threes? <laughs> I don't know, Rick. I don't, they just gave Rob Flinka a contract extension. I, I mean, I know he was Kobe Bryant's former agent that, that has cachet. There's a sentimental value there, but my God, that team is not doing good. I don't, doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, make sense. I, the last I heard is, I mean, they, they were trying, they tried like crazy to get rid of, get rid of uh, Westbrook and that didn't work out. And I mean, everybody wanted one of the Lakers draft picks, which they weren't going to give up because now they'd go way deep into to, to, almost to 2030 before they could even have a first round draft pick. So, uh, but I, but I guess there's talks are still trying to go on. I mean, it's uh, it, the Lakers are in a tough spot. You got a guy oh. with a contract that's so huge, and, but the thing is, is they know they they know that you don't want him, and he's not working for you. And so, how are you going to go in and try to get a great price for this guy? I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if some team might say, "Well, okay, maybe I'll do this, take it, blah blah blah," but you got to pay half his salary. Have you been a, you know, one player that seems to be linked to the Lakers a lot is Kyrie Irving. Have you been following, did you see that press conference yesterday where 
him and that that reporter Nick Friedell of ESPN were basically shouting over each other. <laughs> I wish no. I could share. I wish I could share clips here, but I, have you been following him? And any thoughts on Kyrie and, and the conspiracy theories and the the anti-Semitism, which he may or may not be directly promoting? And here's the thing. I, this is what has happened to sports. The fact that you're asking me a question with that being one of the subject matters is what one of the problems, I think is a big problem with what's going on at sports today. People are always looking for the stories to make headlines, and it doesn't matter whether it's about the sport or not. And certainly they, they love it when it gets to be something that's, uh, you know, illegal uh, or whatever it may be. So it's a different world, as they say. Yes. Back in my days, the, 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 the riders would go out with the guys and go have beer after games on the road. I mean, that's not the way it is in today's world. So uh, players have to understand that. And then in today's world, with all the technology that we have, you are under a microscope, fellas. I mean, please, you have to be smart enough to know that you cannot do anything. You have to lead a good, straight, pure life. Otherwise, whatever you do outside of the boundaries of the law or the rules of the team, someone's going to see you, someone's going to get it, and you're going to screw up your life. It's, and you know, I, what are your thoughts on, do you like social media? I, I, it, it's crazy that, there are just millions of voices out there, right? I, I don't know. That seems. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I know that's a random question. I, let me tell you, all I can say is, Cyrus, I wish I was playing today, not only for the fact that I'd have a $250 million five year guaranteed contract, <laughs> is that. Uh, is that I would absolutely kill on social media. I think social media is such a great way to communicate the influence you can have. Unfortunately, there's a lot of wacky people out there yes. who are trying who are trying to do the same thing and influence you in very negative ways. So uh, that's the danger of it. Yes. But the potential of it from the from a business standpoint, insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were seeing the economy soaring largely because of this. Uh, you're right. But, yeah, it's just the toxic voices seem to always, like, just eat on my craw. There's just so many of those. Like, uh, the second question, going back to what Mark said, by the way. So you and your prime versus Draymond Green one-on-one. -on -one. Best of seven. <laughs> Who wins? Nothing against, nothing against Draymond Green, but nobody was able to shut me down. There's no there such they said as a lockdown defender. Draymond is a tough defender. It would be somebody that I went up against really great defenders as well. Respect and admire them uh, when they played fair with the rules and didn't, you know, do things that were illegal and dirty. Um, and so I would, I would welcome the challenge to have to play against Draymond and be ridiculous to me to think that I wouldn't win out. I agree. Cause like you said, no player can be a shutdown defender, right? They, oh, they can right. And he made a hell of a defender. Hey, if Draymond makes this guy take two, three, four, five more shots than he normally takes to get his season average, he's done a good job. Yeah. But it's not individual defense as I've harped on and I harp on and I harp on. It's about collective team defense, which the thing, which is what the Warriors have to do. And then let Draymond do his thing. That's why when you're bringing up the stats earlier about what well, Draymond's here and this and his guy scoring here, it's not about Draymond and the guy's guard. It's about the Warriors and the team defense. Correct. I'm totally with you on that. Um, I'm looking at the NBA standings right now. We're only about, we're not even 10% of the way through the season yet. Um, but there's a few teams that so far are surprising. Uh, I want to throw a few teams at you in the records, and I would love your thoughts on this. Uh, the Eastern Conference is, is fairly 
on par for what's what was expected, with the exception maybe not for me. I I, I thought this, but a lot of people didn't. The Brooklyn Nets, uh, they're one in five. They have a lot of talent, um, but they don't play defense. Uh, your any any opinion on the Brooklyn Nets? Well, as I say, any team that has any ambition to try to win a championship has got to first and foremost make a unified commitment mm-hmm. to being the best team, defensive team they can be. And if they do that and you have talent, you'll have an opportunity. The Nets fall into that category. The Golden State Warriors fall into the category. The Lakers fall into that category. But a lot of times, some of the teams, especially with the Lakers, they don't have the personnel, I think, to be a championship team because they don't. you have to have three-point shooting on a team now to win. And they don't have that. Yeah. They need Kyrie Irving. He's, he's been linked to L.A. for a long time. You know, I, I th- in my opinion, I think the Lakers should just give Brooklyn those two first-round picks and, and make that trade. Uh, I think it's the only hope they have. But uh, what about in the Western Conference, uh, the Portland Trailblazers are 5-1. and one. Uh, hey, That's Dame, a big surprise, yeah. Yeah, and Dame Lillard, unfortunately, uh, he got injured last game. But despite that, I mean, he, he was off to a great start. Um, so that's a bit of a shock there. Uh, the Utah Jazz, I mean, we thought yes, they were going to be. another one, too. The Utah Jazz, everybody figured, well, they're done. They just got rid of Mitchell, who's play, who had another big game for uh, for Cleveland. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's a surprise. And it is, you know, that's the whole thing about sports is that it's so critical to get the right combination of players who understand how to play and who are unselfish and understand that this is not about them anymore. It's about our team and what can we do. And don't worry about yourself. I mean, just don't worry about yourself. What's meant to happen is going to happen. And, you know, and hopefully you'll have a coach who's smart enough to utilize your talents in the best way possible. That doesn't always happen. That's what right. makes it so difficult because a player's there. He knows he's not getting all of a sudden he gets an attitude and then he talks to his buddy <laughs> and gets an attitude. And, and the next thing you know, it becomes pervasive. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad. It could just rip a whole team apart. It really can. I'll say this. They have a great coach. Uh, it, oh, are you and Danny Ainge close? I mean, he played a little bit after you, but uh, I think he's a great No, I, mean, I know, I know, I know Danny, but uh, no, I don't know. I don't know what all the decisions he's made, what's been in front of him, what he needed to do. I mean, the team did well last year, obviously. Yeah, I, I it's just I, the, the inkling that the writing on the wall was that they're going to tank. And I would love your thoughts, by the way, on this kid, Victor Wembanyama uh, from France. Uh, w- early impressions from him you've seen him play right no i really haven't taken a serious look at someone i mean it it, it take more than a cursory look to be able to tell but it doesn't take very long you know I, there's things i look for in a player and i can if i if i took a game and watched somebody for a, a game one half of, of a college you're gonna go scout if I, I watched one half of a college game and focused totally and completely on the player i wanted to go see i could tell you whether or not i like him or not but you haven't seen him yet no. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I watched him when, when uh, he was playing, I think, in Vegas, those two games. He looked smooth, Rick. For, for a guy who's 7'5", or what, I mean. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, oh, you're talking about the kid, the big kid. Oh, yeah. Well, that French I thought you were talking about him recently. No, I did happen to see a game that he played, and I watched him to, to be able to move like he moves. I mean, the only other big guy, you had Yao Ming at all, who wasn't anywhere like that, obviously. Right. I mean, with that size. But 
there's never been somebody. And then you had uh, Manute Bowl, but he wasn't athletic. This kid's right. athletic. Right. You know? Athletic, good footwork, move, shoot the ball, nice form. Yeah, he's he's got a chance to be very special. Agreed, and he's not he's not, and he's not really like skinny like Manute Bowl was. He's got some meat right. on his bones. And listen, trust me, by the time he gets over there, they'll do they'll they'll put 20, 30, 25, 30 pounds on him like it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, and and the, and the reason why I bring that up is because the Utah Jazz. I imagine their plan was to tank this year so they could hopefully get him in the draft, and instead they're winning games right. I don't know. I don't know if Danny Ainge is happy or if he's upset. Uh, by the way, we have a question that just came in during the show. This is from Jim Cleveland. Uh, let's hear what he has to say or wants to know. Wanted to get your thoughts on Wiseman's play so far. What do you think of him as far as him being an impact player for the Warriors? Well, that gets back to an area that we have discussed here is that you know, a couple of these guys that we expect to see more of, we haven't seen. And we don't know the reasoning behind it. And, you know, it's crazy to speculate and guess. I can't get into the head of, head of Coach Kerr. And um, we got to have wait and see. But I do think, I, I really do think that something has to be done. Uh, it's it's perplexing to me in a way uh, what's going on. Um, he showed to me especially when I got to see him when he came back to play and early on, he's like a gazelle. He can run the floor. He's, he's crazy how he can run the floor for a guy his size. Really athletic, has good footwork. That seems like I have a nice touch. I, I mean, whew, yeah, I'm really surprised. I'm quite surprised that he's playing such little time. Yeah. But, you know, Steve has to – he's got a reason why he's doing what he's doing. Let's see how it plays out. I'm not going to sit here and – again, I'm not going to sit here and second-guess him. I, I do think Wiseman. Second guess him, Rick. Second no, I, guess. no, no, because I, 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 I can't second guess him because I'm not, I'm not at practice. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. see what Wiseman's doing at practice. I don't, I don't know. I mean, from doing that from a, just looking on the side and seeing some games and watching the kid on the floor, I'm gonna, you know, try and second guess Steve Kerr. No, that's absurd. Just let him Steve and A. I'll second guess him. Uh, well, just. <laughs> But just to add on, we were talking about the assistant coaches earlier. Mike Brown was the quote-unquote defensive coordinator for the team last year. That was basically the, the the expanded role and responsibility that Steve Kerr gave him. And since he left, uh, his replacement was uh, Jama Malalela. Uh, but but Kenny Atkinson is really primarily the number two guy now. But I don't know if anyone has like that defensive coordinator role on the staff currently that Mike Brown did have. And I don't know if that's part of this. Um, just wanted to throw that in there as well. Yeah. I would, I would, I would assume, and I probably would even bet on this as I don't like to bet uh, that uh, Steve Kerr has had some serious conversations or will be having serious conversations, wherever the hell it is, is supposed to be in charge of the defense. After all, it is his responsibility for the overall team. Right. And if he's put that into the hands of whoever he's put it into, they're not getting their job done right now. Correct. I can't imagine that Steve has not had or is having ongoing conversations to try to rectify this problem that exists. I'll, I'll say this, Rick. It's driving me crazy. I wish we had the soundbite. Well, if we had our soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> it's driving me crazy that opposing teams routinely, this is happening beginning to end of almost every game I've watched this season so far, that opposing teams and their players are shooting wide open threes. That tells me it's a lack of aggression. 
I, I, don't, I don't know how else to explain that. I, I don't know if it's just, you know, they're being, it looks like they're lethargic out there, but it's driving me up the wall to see opposing players not being contested when they're putting up these threes. It's, it's, I'm going bonkers over this. I don't know if, I don't know if that is coaching. I don't know I if that's would, just, I would think the coaches are going crazy over it as well, <laughs> but that's not, that's not going to win for you. It's just no. not going to win on a consistent basis. I'm sorry. You know, your offense is not going at full blast doing stuff, and you play that kind of defense, it's, you know, flip a coin. <laughs> and we've seen that. I mean, they had a bunch of coin flip games already. So, yeah, that's that's not good at all. So, And you know another team, by the way, that's really surprising this year is the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, they did have that drama just recently, and I don't know if you heard about that. They, they waived uh, their lottery pick from just last year, Jonathan Primo. Did you hear about that story, by the way, Rick? No. It's kind of sad. Uh, you know, they unexpectedly, out of the blue, just just cut them. Uh, you know, and they had just given them a contract extension, I think, like two weeks prior. And and they never gave a reason. So, obviously, the media is going crazy and speculation is abound. And it turns out um, he was exposing himself to females, including female employees of the San Antonio Spurs, one who is, one of which was now suing the team. Uh, but but that withstanding, the, the Spurs are four and two in the year so far. And you look, Kelvin Johnson, I I, I like him a lot. Uh, we've heard of the name Jacob Hodel, uh, who's their center. But I don't see I, it's it is weird. I see this team and I'm going four and two. I mean it's early, but that's a surprise. That's a surprise. Yeah, how many right? how many points are they giving up per game? Uh, good question. Let me look that up real quick. Yeah, look um, that up because here's the big thing, is that they have a coach, who knows what it takes to win. Obviously, yeah, I gotta find. I mean, I'll find that for you in just a second uh, while I look that up. Uh, I want to. I want to throw a couple other teams out there that just kind of su- uh, surprised me for better or worse, and we'd love to get your feedback. Um, you know, I guess let's go. Let's get into it. What are your thoughts on the LA Lakers going zero and five? We touched on this a little bit. Uh, at a certain point, let's say we, it's thirty games in, and they have like a five and twenty-five record. Do you? I mean, what, what's 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 the end game there? I mean, is that place going to just? Are they going to start booing the the players? Or the you know, is Jack Nicholson going to just you know blacklist the team? I mean, what do you foresee happening? If it get if it got to five and twenty-five, that could very well happen. Uh, <laughs> it could. I don't I don't anticipate that it will happen, but they did not put together a very good roster no. on the for the offensive end of the court to be able to to uh, enhance what they have with their two stars, you know, with Davis and LeBron. And so and, and that's what it takes. It takes putting together the right people. They didn't do a very good job of that. Right. Then on top of it, on top of it. They're not playing good defense either. So you're compounded your problem. Okay. If your defense was there and tough and stuff, they might've won a couple of games already, but without that and having the chaos that you have in the, the lack of three point shooting on your offense, you're not going to win a lot of basketball games in the NBA. That's just the reality of it. Right. I agree. By the way, the Spurs, this is just adding to the bizarreness of their 4-2 start. They're third worst in the NBA in defense. Uh, They give up 122 points per game entering today, but their offense is second in the NBA. Um, Yeah, so their comeuppance is going to come. Yeah. It will. It will, because what's kept them there, the same with the Warriors. I think the Warriors were fourth in offense. So that's kept them to the point where you're respectable. They were at three and three, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so, but what's going to happen with San Antonio, if they keep playing that kind of defense, 
you watch and see. They're going to start losing a bunch of games. <laughs> well, another team that, you know, a lot of people were – this is crazy to me. Like ESPN, for example, had this anonymous poll of 15 executives, coaches, scouts. Uh, and one of the questions they asked was, who's your preseason pick for winning the title? Eight of those 15 individuals picked the L.A. Clippers. The L.A. Clippers are not playing great. They're 2-4 and four right now. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is, you know, he's, he's doing the load management thing. Uh, Paul George is not putting up great numbers. Any early feedback from them? Is that similar to the Warriors where it's super early and nothing to worry about? Uh, is, is there, is there, is it worth reading into anything at this point of the season? I guess maybe I should ask you that, Rick. Is it too soon? No, no, it's the start of the season. There's so many variables (laughs) there. You know, how many guys came in in great shape? What did they do? What they're doing? I mean, the thing that is concerning if you're a fan of a particular team is see what their defense is doing. Because if they're not putting out the effort defensively, it's not going to be a great season. It just is not. You have to be one of the better defensive teams in the league to have any chance at all of winning a championship. And so right. that's what you need to look at. If you're a real fan and you get you want to get concerned, look at the kind of defense. See where they're ranking on their team defense. And if that is down at the bottom, they've got a big, big problem. Do big they- problem. With these young players, Rick, like and, and more specifically Kaminga and Wiseman, is it is it practice that leads to the to the loss of playing time? Like, do you think it's because? And again, we're speculating here, but we're also doing a you know a talk show, so we got to entertain, right? Is Kaminga and Wiseman likely just not doing well enough in practice? Is that what's leading to the to the reduction of playing time? Is that typically? What you see, could it be something else? Yeah, I don't, I, 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 honestly, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is he not putting forth the effort and practice and doing it? Is he, is he not doing the things that he's supposed to have worked on to get a little bit better and you don't see it in practice? So you're concerned about putting him in the game uh, because he's not, he's going to make those same mistakes. So you don't want that to happen. So yeah, there's so many different variables that it's, it's really hard to, to speculate on it. We just don't know. The thing is, is that he has to stay focused and what the, the, the easiest thing to do when you're in a situation that you get in is you're going to press and try too hard to do something. And that's the normal reaction. I mean, you want to go out and show what you can do. That's probably the worst thing that he can do. He just needs to go out and hustle. Team defense, go get a rebound, do stuff, and just stay focused into the game and take what happens to come to you. Don't try to do something to impress the coach. Just play really sound, fundamental, aggressive basketball. And it'll happen for you. It will happen. You have to have that mindset. If you don't, you're going to, you're just, it's going to drive you crazy. You're going to get yourself, I'm serious. It can like, be really, really bad. It could be really bad because it's up to him. He's the only one that has control over this. He can't allow the outside influences and what's happening with his minutes and everything else impact his focus on being prepared to play as well and as best as he can every time he steps on the court, whether it's for three minutes, five minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. doesn't matter. I'm with you. I just hope for, you know, this is Dub Nation is concerned by a lot of this. I, you know, I just. And I rightfully just so. Yeah. Rightfully so, even though it is the beginning of the season and there's time to turn it around. And it's a long, long season, so let's just see how it plays itself out. But I, again, I'm not a betting person, but it's hard for me to even conceive of the fact that Steve Kerr isn't having some serious conversations about what they're doing with their team defense because right now it's abysmal. <laughs> um, by the way, on this format, obviously, that we're doing, we're on mic'd up, um, and, and this is how we record all our shows, live stream here, and then it shows up on all the other platforms about a day later. But so we can't really play all the sound effects and the and the elements we used to. But 
Let me know if this if the sound comes through if I do this. Yes. Okay. Yes. There you go. All right, so we can still do it then. Okay, we can no, I have to leave it up to Cyrus. Cyrus, if you don't know, folks, Cyrus, many years ago, was my producer when I worked at KMBR Radio doing my sports show. He was terrific. I had a lot of, lot of great guys. That, you know, uh, R.C. Davis is working yes. with the Warriors now. I mean, he I saw was him the other day, yeah. 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 I, mean, I mean, so just a bunch of great, great producers that I had. So that's why, and he's into all this technical stuff and everything, because I'm too old to have to learn about all that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're smart enough to do it, but I totally understand. You know what I was thinking of is, is obviously, you know, it's just a, a part of life, right? It's change happens. We all got to accept it. But the older you get at a certain point, I feel like at least that's how I feel. Cause I'm 44 now is I, I'm getting tired of, of adapting. I think at a certain point, I'm just going to say I'm done. I'm going to officially give up on the, on the adapting. I'll let someone else deal with that. And I'm just going to roll with what I know. You know, is that how you feel too? Like, is it just get exhausting constantly? It's called, like, it's called aging. <laughs> yes, I'm tired of it. I'm no, it, it happens to everybody. That's what you say. My wife, I know my wife says, please don't turn into an old curmudgeon. I mean, but that, and that's an old time word, folks, curmudgeon. I love that word. Yeah. yeah, look it up. So, but now, seriously, I mean, you really get to the point where. It's almost like I don't give a crap anymore. Just go yep. ahead. I'm not. I'm tired of dealing with it. I've been dealing with it for seventy something years. I'm done. <laughs> so that's sometimes you know that's sometimes what what happens. But you know those for the, the trivial things. But you know I think you still have to be in tune with yeah. what the hell's going on. Yeah. And, and and be there and and enjoy your life as much as you possibly can because. For you young people out there, I mean, I used to think when I was younger, I always said somebody's 50. Oh, my God, they're 50. What a, oh, he's ancient. And you know, when you get to be 50, you say, wait a second. You know, well, 50's nothing. And so, <laughs> I mean, and so you got to make the most of every day because you think you're going to live forever, but you never know. I mean, I, I, I'm so sad because I turned around. It's almost like every other week or month, whatever, I turned around, somebody I know is dying. Mm. It's so sad. I mean, when that you have sad. and people... You know, not even, you know, not just even family, you know, but friends and other people that you've met who are really nice, who might not be, you know, kindred spirits with you or whatever, but you met them and you know them and you know that they're a nice person and all of a sudden they're dead. I mean, it's, it's, it's really crazy. It's something that you, you have to learn how to live with when you get older and you can't let it get to the point where you start worried about, well, is it my time today? Or No, you still go out and enjoy life and whatever's meant to be was meant to be. You know, God has a master plan, whatever it is, you just accept it. So yeah. But every, enjoy every every day, folks. I mean, that's the people. How you doing? I say, I'm doing great. I'm talking to you. I got up another great day, you know. And, and besides, who wants to hear somebody's complaints? Nobody. <laughs> that's fair. That's a good point. That's right? a great point. Well, how, you know, that's what I say. How you doing? How you doing? Hey, even if I was doing absolutely miserable, I would not tell them, because the last thing they want to hear is hear about my misery. That's true. That is true. Um, how's the documentary going, by the way? There's, there's been go, in the world it's for, coming along, coming yeah. along. We're in the process of trying to get some days and times to uh, be able to go and get a get an uh, interview with uh, with Joe Lakeup um, and oh, working nice. hard on it. And we'll see where it goes. And um, as I say, I'm, I'm hoping that Joe and Peter and all would agree with me that we can put a really nice, really nice gala together for a uh, premiere of the of the documentary and, and get and do it at chase center i mean i think that right. would be really really cool to do and i think some sponsors would like it um so 
I'm, I'm trying to work on that to help out, you know, because this was something I've thought about forever, but my old teammate, Charles Dudley, the hopper was there too. And he just was got tired of waiting around. So <laughs> he retired from Costco as an executive at Costco retired and decided let's get this dang documentary done. And God bless him because it's so long overdue. It's just, uh, it's just hard for me to even conceive of the fact that nothing had been done about our team. And it's, it just makes no sense. So anyway, I uh, hope everybody uh, enjoys the uh, the time, wherever it is that you're listening to us or whatever time it is. Enjoy your week coming up. I'm heading to the Nationals for pickleball, trying to win a couple of more national championships. And where then, is that? Where? Where is that? Indian Wells, California. Beautiful. Oh, this is the perfect time of year for that. Oh, have fun. Yeah, it's supposed to be. The weather's supposed to be very nice. And yes, so hopefully, hopefully I'll play and bring my A game with me and my partners will bring their A game and we'll walk away with uh, – some medals, preferably the gold colored ones. <laughs> the way I am. Anyway, oh, hey, Rick, so Rick, Rick, before we go, uh, you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. They just can't handle it, Rick. So we got we got sound back. We got we got sound bites in the show now. So nice. there you go. that's good. I like that. Oh yeah. By the way, also Canyon, my son Canyon's up. He he was picked to go on the USA three x three national team to play. The America right. Cup. So he's down going to compete this weekend in that. And he had the good fortune of winning a gold in the last America Cup and also a gold in the world, uh, you know, the world games, which they didn't get into this uh, past year. But the one before, it was the only gold medal the USA never won. So he was lucky enough to be on that team. So that was good. Him. Happy. For he's him. done. He's done. No more. No G League. He's really. Yeah. No. No more. So, so the three, three on three is it? That, that's and then. Otherwise, well, no, next course. season, if the three-on-three three comes through and, and he's back doing what he wants to do, I could always, you know, I could always, uh, you know, draft him, get him to play for uh, for big three if, oh. if the season's back. And that's a possibility since he's not doing the G League stuff. And oh, although, although, no, yeah. actually, no, you know what? I don't think he can. Here's why. Because stupid FIBA, if somebody goes and does that and plays over there, they don't let him be eligible for those of uh, those types of events. So that could screw him up for the Olympics. Cause that's what he's hoping to do is try to stay in there and get a chance to make the next Olympic team. Cause he was so close last time he got hurt two days before they were going to the qualifying tournament and they wound up losing in the quarterfinals and he missed out playing. And so that's, that's what his goal is now. And so I, I pray every day that, uh, that he's able to achieve that. We'll see. It's so anyway, great. everybody do well, and uh, we'll be back again. I, I may throw some stuff up here down at the uh, at the Nationals. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. Right. And before we, before we, and everyone can follow you, Rick, on all social media platforms, including your Instagram account, <laughs> Rick24Berry, and you can follow me on Twitter at DogsterAfroCho. Rick, always a pleasure, sir. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, everybody. God bless. Presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.